In The Clouds podcast. In The Clouds is a marketing cloud podcast powered by Lev, the most influential marketing-focused Salesforce consultancy in the world. Lev is customer experience obsessed, and podcast hosts Bobby Tishy and Cole Fisher have partnered with some of the world's most well-known brands to help them master meaningful one-on-one connections with their customers. In this podcast, they'll combine strategy and deep technical expertise to share best practices, how-tos, and real-life use cases and solutions for the world's top brands using Salesforce products today. Welcome to the In The Clouds podcast. This is your host, Bobby Tishy, alongside Cole Fisher. Cole, it's been a little while. How it has been, Bobby. Uh, I'm doing all right, man. We're, uh, we're, we're, we're weathering the storm, right? A number of storms, it seems like. So uh, we got a special guest today um, from Salesforce. This is the first time we've had someone from Salesforce on the line. So um, Ben, you are uh, you are a hot commodity. We're really excited to have you on the podcast. Um, and if you wouldn't mind just doing a brief intro, and then we'll dive into some of the talking points. Sure, happy to. And uh, thanks for inviting me to the podcast. It is the first time I've ever been billed as a hot commodity. So... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, I'm blushing. It's um, a good thing. But it, yeah, no. Anyway, uh, Ben Yurishalmi, I'm a VP at Salesforce, and I run a group uh, known as Cloud Solution Alliances, and I focus on the products that sit within our Digital 360 portfolio. And uh, Cloud Solution Alliances focuses on driving capability, capacity, and competency into our partner ecosystem. So what does that mean? Uh, Capability, do partners have the skills that they need to go out and drive customer success? And then more importantly, do we have the ability to train on those skills? Capacity, do we have enough of those skills in you know, the geos and the verticals and the market segments that we service? And then competency, can we measure it? Do we have certifications, super badges, other types of credentials uh, that allow us to, with confidence, know that we, you know, Got an enabled partner ecosystem around those products, and then we get fairly involved with some of the go-to-market activities that are driven by our product teams. Awesome. And where are you based, Ben? I'm in San Francisco, awesome. weathering the pandemic. So you mentioned Digital 360, and that's why we wanted to have you on. Is, is we started to learn about this offering a little bit more, um, we were really intrigued by it, and just wanted to get a little bit more information. Uh, on, on what it is, how it functions, and all that good stuff. And I think before we dive into that, obviously the big uh, announcement this year from Salesforce has been Customer 360. And, and for those who haven't been as close to it or may not fully understand what that is, if you wouldn't just mind describing Customer 360, Digital 360, and then the differences between those two. Sure. And we've been putting 360 on a lot of stuff. So we've got Customer 360, which is our, um, our integrated platform built on today's number one CRM, you know, and that's across everything. And then we just launched Customer 360 Audiences, which is our CDP product. Um, and then we launched this Digital 360. So, you know, I mean, if you add those things together, what do you get? You know, what's the difference between them? And so maybe um, I was going to do the math on, on three times 360, but I couldn't do it fast enough. But uh, 1080. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> nice, Bobby's been watching nice skateboarding. He knows the 1080. Yep. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So um, let me see if I can sort of frame that question up and, and, and run through it. So um, why don't we just start with customer 360 since you brought that up. 
So Customer 360 is our integrated platform. It's built on our number one CRM, and that helps customers um, or, or helps put helps businesses put customers at the center of everything that they do, right? And that's our heritage, right? In sales, in service. Um, but we know that CDOs, CMOs, commerce leaders are really focused on a different set of tools that are going to help them digitize uh, their relationships and interactions that they have with their own end customers, right? And so um, enter Digital 360, and that's really an all-in suite of products, expert services, partners, um, learnings, all tailored towards that CDO, CMO buyer um, that'll really empower companies to launch integrated all digital relationships with their customers across every touch point, you know, from marketing to commerce to experience. And I'll go back to marketing, commerce, and experience here in a second, because those are the main components of what make up Digital 360. Um, and it's a, look, it's not a one-size-fit-all, but it's really a menu of options based on wherever companies are in their digital journey. You know, so whether that's, you know, a CG company going direct to consumer for the first time, driven by, you know, the necessity of the pandemic, um, or maybe somebody's consolidating onto multiple, uh, from multiple systems to a single platform, or just up, up leveling their digital game. Um, and that really applies to everything within Digital 360, right? Products, services, and of course, all the offerings that we've got from our partners. I mean, I could break those down if you want to, but let me pause there if you want to dig in. Yeah, I think the biggest thing that um, I want to make sure I understand is it's not necessarily... A, a new product offering. It's a suite of products under the current Salesforce ecosystem. Um, we're just going to market with them in a way that really focuses in on the CDO or the CMO and what their purview um, might consist of. Correct. Correct. So um, all of those products sit in a business unit under Adam Blitzer, who's the EVP and GM of that business. Um, and that includes all of our marketing cloud assets, so think um, Marketing Cloud, Pardot, the newly launched Customer 360 audiences, which is our CDP, all of the various studios from Ad Studio to Audience Studio that sit within our Messaging and Journeys product within Marketing Cloud. Um, on the commerce side, it's both B2B and B2C commerce, as well as um, all of the things that we've launched in the last 12 months from order management, to headless slash API first, to the acquisition that we just made of Mobify. So all of those things that sit in there. Um, I think with the announcement, we also uh, announced payments, which is a partnership with Stripe. And then Experience Cloud. So that includes um, the artist formerly known as Community Cloud. Uh, that includes CMS, uh, Page Designer, and some of those other assets. And so it's, it's everything that sits in that portfolio. And I don't want it to sound like it's all just old stuff. We've launched in the last 12 months, I think more um, NPI or new products within that digital suite than I think at any point in our history. So from order management to, um, to the headless stuff to the customer 360 audiences, which is our CDP to CMS. So there's been a lot of innovation coming out of Salesforce and all of that stuff sits within that digital 360 
portfolio of products. So Ben, you mentioned customer 360 audiences. How does that fit into the framework of digital 360? Hey, great question. I know it can get a little bit confusing. Customer 360 audiences is Salesforce's enterprise customer data platform, our CDP. And you know, that helps marketers build a unified customer profile, segment and enrich customer data, and enable personalization across every customer interaction. So it is a major component of the, C, of the digital 360 portfolio. Um, it's sold bundled with our marketing cloud. Um, and that just went GA uh, this last October. So sort of late in October. And it was part of the digital 360 announcement that we did back in September. And so when you think about it, right, so to build a unified customer profile, connects and ingest data from your siloed data sources, um, helps, helps transform and cleanse the data through data mapping, and then stitches that all together into a unified customer profile through exact match identity matching um, and helps you get to that golden customer record, uh, helps segment and enrich customer data. So basically gives you a uh, marketers a single place for segmentation instead of building segments and siloed systems. Um, Marketer-friendly drag and drop self-service tools to build these segments and really get immediate population count. Um, and then obviously um, enables personalization everywhere. So activate segments to any engagement platform, including marketing cloud, so email, SMS, push, um, Journey Builder, and then through Interaction Studio or Evergage, which was an acquisition that we made, um, uh, I think back in the first quarter uh, for real-time interaction um, uh, and real-time engagement. And then to really help do things like optimization for next best offer and everything. If you're, if you're familiar with the uh, Interaction Studio product, it's very, very cool. That help? Yeah, that's super helpful. So Ben, when we're thinking about like the messaging of, of why and we're coming to you know a CMO or a CDO about Digital 360, what's the presentation of like, what, what is the problem that we're solving? What is the value presented to the CMO, CDO um, and messaging that we're providing to them? So if I, to sum um, it up, like yeah. what is the yeah, problem so that Digital 360 solves for us? Sure. Um, so look, in the not too distant past, like, you know, earlier this year, um, your customers were used to engaging with you sort of in the physical world, right? Um, they were shopping in your stores, they were visiting your offices, they were making in-person appointments. Um, but today that's kind of all changed and your customers aren't just digital first, they're kind of digital only and that's here to stay, right? I think anybody who wasn't sort of accelerating um, their ability to go digital has absolutely done it sort of in the last nine months. Um, and, you know, your customers are kind of expecting to engage with your brand in new ways, like all digital shopping, curbside pickup, uh, shopping on social, just to kind of name a few. Um, and in the past, it was really sort of, that was the domain of like the most visionary brands, right? Um, but now, you know, that's kind of, an existential imperative for a lot of companies, right? A lot of our joint customers. And so, um, you know, they've got to do that to stay relevant and business just has to adapt. And so 
those are the things that the CMOs and the CDOs are thinking about. But digitizing human relationships is complex and it's hard. Um, you're dealing with siloed data, legacy technology tools, um, and just sort of this rapid pace of change. Um, it, it, the skill shortages in the market, um, all of those things just make this a very challenging thing to deliver end to end. And so Digital 360 is really here to solve exactly that, right? With the suite of connected products, the expert services from both our partners and our own consulting, um, the different types of education and opportunities that we're putting out there to help enable and educate, um, you know, the technology and the expertise combined are really the things that we're able to bring to the CMO and CDO. So we've kind of understood the what and the why. As we go to the who, um, who's best suited for Digital 360, it obviously makes a ton of sense at the CMO and CDO level, but what industries or types of companies are you seeing getting the most value out of Digital 360? Sure, sure. Um, well, so I... You know, to start with, um, you know, our products are really built for companies of any size in any industry, right? So it's not, it's not what industry are you targeting? Um, we're targeting them all. And I can break it down by cloud, but let's think about it within the context of Digital 360. Um, you know, one industry that we serve particularly, particularly well would be retail and consumer goods with companies like Adidas, L'Oreal, Elf Cosmetics, Kellogg. Uh, to name a few, um, and RCG is typically ahead of the curve um, in pushing boundaries of innovation in, in the customer experience uh, with things like live shopping, all the things that you can do in mobile applications, uh, using social media as a means of engagement, um, and in parallel, investing in the B2B experience as well. Um, these companies typically go to market direct to consumer in addition to wholesale, and we're able to serve the needs of all of that across B2B and B2C commerce experience and our marketing cloud. Right? So super good fit there. Um, other industries that we're seeing, manufacturing, um, automotive, energy, which are typically slower, are all really picking up the pace when it comes to uh, moving to a digital first footing. Companies like iRobot, who make Roomba, um, Harman Audio, uh, and, and other consumer electronics companies um, have been really successful in their pivot to direct-to-consumer. One of the things that I want to think about when you think about these things sort of bundled, um, we also want to be able to talk about, you know, if I just look at marketing cloud, uh, marketing cloud goes across multiple industries, right? I mean, obviously RCG, but you've got financial services, HLS, telco. And when you're thinking about marketing cloud, for example, when you boil it down and you kind of take the marketing out of marketing cloud, um, it's truly just an engagement layer, right? I mean, it could be for internal company journeys, leveraging journey builder. Um, it could be constituency engagement in public sector, student lifecycle management and higher ed and so on, right? So that's really you know, it goes across all industries. And one of the things that we're thinking about for commerce is really, you know, getting out of shirts and shoes and really expanding into additional industries as well, from telco to media um, to financial services and HLS. So we're really opening up the total addressable market for our commerce products as well. 
And then if you think about Experience Cloud, for example, I mean, I, I remember, remember getting a, um, a text from my boss back at the early part of the pandemic um, and it was check your inbox. You have an escalation from the White House. And um, my boss and I sit on opposite sides of the political spectrum, so I wasn't really sure what that was going to be all about. But sounds um, like fake news. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds yeah. like fake news. But it wasn't, and it was it was um, well at the time Community Cloud, but it was a massive um, a massive request being made. Um, uh, around uh, leveraging what is now Experience Cloud uh, to be used with the SBA uh, Paycheck Protection Program, um, just being able to help them scale and handle the demand at launch, right? So it's really, it's across all industries when you really think about it. If somebody doesn't have Salesforce Marketing Cloud, what does Digital 360 look like for them? Sure. Um, I mean, so the thing to remember is that Digital 360 is a suite of products and services, right? Marketing, commerce experience um, that helps our joint customers move to a digital first footing. But you guys, look, you're consultants. Um, you've done this before. There's no one path to digital success, right? So for many customers, the entry point could be marketing cloud, but could just as easily be commerce, could be our order management, which is new this year. Um, could be customer 360 audiences, which is our CDP product, um, could be experience cloud. And my advice is always, and I'm sure yours is the same, you know, start with the pain point. What's that pressing need? What are the compelling use cases? Um, you know, and look, in a lot of cases, it's obvious, right? These are existential questions for a lot of businesses today. So, there's sort of no one path in. And that's really where partners like Lev come in. And that's to help customers think about moving to a digital first model, architecting a digital transformation roadmap that's really appropriate for the customer in the industry. And then of course, integrating the digital 360 products with the rest of their enterprise computing um, and really taking those first steps on that digital journey. Kind of a roundabout way of saying there's no one way, right? Yeah, for sure. And which is the same to, to be said about implementation, right? There's no, there's no bread and butter cookie cutter way of going about it. So I think that makes a lot of sense. You talked about RCG, obviously being a good candidate for digital 360, but to your point, there's a lot of uh, applications across all industries. What's a, a cool success story and maybe a, a non-traditional industry um, that you can share about D360? Sure. Um, are you guys familiar with Sonos? Yeah. Sonos sure. is a great one. So, I mean, you know, Sonos, if you're not familiar, you know, they sell wireless connected speakers and home audio systems. I think I've been a Sonos customer, I think, since there was a Sonos. Um, so long such that I think a lot of my, my speakers um, are no longer compatible with the latest release of the controller for like my iOS devices. And so they gave me a whole bunch of like 30% yeah, um, coupons to like upgrade my system. And so in the middle of the pandemic, I've been upgrading my system as they've been really transforming their business. So um, I think that's a pretty good one because I've sort of lived through it. Um, but like a lot of other high-tech manufacturers, Sonos relied really heavily on retail distribution channels 
uh, and due to COVID-19, you know, the channels were impacted and they needed to reach their customers in an all new digital way. I mean, we had their CEO, I think, co-present when we launched Digital 360 at the Mexico uh, back in September. And he really said, look, was, this was an existential challenge for the company. It really was. It was it was transform or die. Um, and so they partnered with Salesforce um, and powered a connected end-to-end digital customer experience, you know, built on you know the, our number one CRM platform and a lot of the the digital 360 products. And so they started with Commerce Cloud and quickly launched a scale and scaled a new direct-to-consumer channel and continue to meet the existing retailer demand with the B2B commerce product um, with order volumes at holiday level um, and fulfillment challenges caused by COVID uh, crisis. They were able to quickly launch in-cart messaging for transparent delivery estimates. And we've seen that across, incidentally, we've seen that across our entire commerce cloud business that really since we've, the pandemic has been in full swing, our commerce cloud, our B2C commerce cloud has been operating at above holiday level volume pretty much every day. So, I mean, it's a real testament to that. One of the key components of the digital 360 suite. Um, Additionally, uh, marketing cloud was leveraged to fuel multi-channel campaign journeys, including retargeting for abandoned cart, uh, newly in-stock products and new promotions. And then when customers need help, they leveraged Experience Cloud uh, to power self-service community with knowledge articles and common FAQs. They used Einstein bots to help automate 50% of the most common customer issues. And then, and this is a great cross-channel or cross-cloud um, story, the remaining cases are managed by live agents using our service cloud. I mean, so it's a really cool sort of story of the pandemic, story of full digital transformation that leverages the digital 360 suite. Um, and by doing that, they were able to accelerate their direct-to-consumer revenue by over 400% year over year as they sort of went to that all digital selling channel, um, which now contributes about 45% of their overall revenue. Oh, wow. Well, that's really cool. So for com- companies like Sonos, are they considered officially leveraging digital 360 or is this like kind of a test pilot that's being rolled out and there's still a timeline before this goes GA? Sure. Okay. So remember that digital 360 isn't necessarily a new product. It is a suite of products. Now within that suite of products, we have launched a number of new products this year. So from order management to um, B2B on Lightning to payments. um, And then, of course, our C360 audiences product, which is our CDP, which shares the the 360 component to just about everything. Um, And so everything that Sonos leveraged is a GA product. Right. So across marketing, across commerce, um, across experience cloud, everything there is GA. Okay. So when we think about implementation, then do we approach this as we still think about this as um, three discrete clouds, marketing community or marketing experience and commerce separately, or is there kind of like a, a combined solution of functionality that's that we think about when we roll this out? Sure. Well, I mean, look, again, each one of these clouds are standalone clouds and can be, but obviously 
when you're dealing with a suite of products and services from Salesforce, they're all pre-integrated. Um, and then obviously those are things that as we continue to innovate, the integrations continue to evolve. And so, um, you know, you can buy standalone marketing cloud, you can buy standalone commerce cloud, but obviously these things work better together when they're leveraged to drive a complete digital 360 solution. Very cool. Well, so this is all like, this is super exciting and, and really interesting stuff. If I think if, if there are current customers or anybody that's interested in learning more about Digital 360 or what it means for their business, as you pointed out, like this is not a single approach for any one business or one industry or anything like that. So, um, so I, I think there's a, a lot of kind of questions to ask yourself as a business when you come into this. So I think I'll just I'll put in the plug to say, you know, if you do have an interest, get a hold of your Salesforce AE, your account exec, um, you know, unless Ben, unless that you want to give out the bat phone line that goes directly to your cell phone and field all the questions yourself. Um, I think that sounds probably the, uh, the best step forward for companies or, or people that are interested in digital 360. Absolutely. Our AEs uh, scale way better than I do. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, thanks again, Ben, for joining us as we transition to completely unrelated. Uh, I wanted to ask you guys, what is your favorite holiday tradition? I like that. Ben, you you have one or do you need to think? Because I can feel it here. I mean, it's funny. I was kind of talking tonight. I, I know this is going to air later, but tonight is the first night of Hanukkah. Um, and we're a blended family, if you will. And so uh, my daughter does get eight days of presents, but she goes and gets them from underneath the Christmas tree. So it's a, you know, I think a modern, modern American family. Nice. So that's, uh, that's I think, a tradition that she'll, uh, she'll remember when she grows up. Oh, that's neat. Double dip best of uh, both traditions. I like that. Yeah. I I certainly hope that, Ben, you're also getting eight presents as well. You know, all I ever want is um, to go out and spend my own money on my own stuff without getting yelled at. So (laughs) I I thought you were going to say to be on a a podcast with Bobby and Cole. (laughs) Yeah, that was my that was my my second thing. (laughs) Cole, how about you? Um, you know, for me, I, I think it was every Christmas when um, when I was a kid, we used to drive from from Indiana to Vermont, and we had family up in Vermont, and so every year it was a sixteen hour drive. We would make it rain, sleet, blizzard, whatever. We would, we would make the drive, and when you get up there, if you've ever been to Stowe, Vermont, it's just kind of uh, I mean, you could Google it if you're nervous. It's it's just like the the New England picture perfect ski lodge town carved into the side of a mountain with like one little new england like church steeple rising above the skyline it's just it's gorgeous we'd ski we'd sled all the traditions i mean that was that was kind of like the you know quintessential christmas tradition for me and wasn't the uh wasn't the first uh ski resort in stowe started by the von Trapp? It oh, was. Yeah. In fact, my, my uncle uh, was Maria von Trapp's dentist. And so they actually, <laughs> so they, they, we, when we were, when there were too many family, uh, too much family, like at their house, we would stay at the von Trapp lodge and it's, you know, it's just beautiful up there. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Good call. 
Well, I think mine is much less exciting than either of yours. Uh, I, I have to say, and this goes back to, uh, for those who have listened to the podcast in the past, uh, Cole and I are obsessed with food and drinks. And uh, I think my favorite tradition has to be uh, my wife and I starting really at like Thanksgiving, every single night we will have eggnog until Christmas. So right now we have seven different cartons, all different brands of eggnog in our refrigerator as we try to figure out which, which is the best one. Cause I always come out with new ones or new flavors or new brands. Um, so it's, I, I wish it was like still Vermont or getting eight presents, but um, I don't know. Eggnog's pretty great. It's just, you know, drinking 30 pounds of body weight on before the new year. That's all. <laughs> yeah. The buttermilk and fat really helps you get ready for, you know, the, the Christmas meal where you just feel almost as awful as Thanksgiving. <laughs> That's great. Awesome. Well, Ben, thank you again for joining. We really appreciate it. Um, thank you for all those listening. As always, you can reach out to us at in the clouds at lovedigital.com and we'll see you next time. Great. Thanks for having me.